1: And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin.
2: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. My guest is Chris Cianci. He's the founder and managing partner of Tribal Vision, an outsourced marketing department for hire, which is a forward-thinking alternative to the traditional advertising agency model. His book is Market Smarter, and he now has a new book, that is in the works, and it's very exciting, and his new book is called Marketing in the Trenches, Real-World Business Advice for Achieving Real Growth. Welcome, Chris.
3: Hi, Patricia. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh,
2: Yeah. It's such a great book. I mean, you have, in your table of contents, you have so many important things. I mean, the first thing you talk about, which is key, is know your customer, which seems like it would be common sense, doesn't it? But it isn't
3: no it isn't and that's why i really just started uh, you know with this book that uh, i'm really starting to wrap up here i just thought that it would be uh, probably the most practical first tip of the 25 that i've written because if a company really doesn't know their customer then really you know they they're really going to have a hard time marketing and a lot of the other tips that i've put together really won't be as impactful if if ultimately they don't know you know the ins and outs of of their customer and a lot of companies that i've worked with over the years they have a good idea of who their customer is, but when you really start d- digging and asking, well, you know, what does their online behavior look like and, and, you know, why are they really looking for what they're looking and how can you provide them with something that others on their journey in finding a solution can't provide, um, then all of a sudden, you know, there's some hesitation and, and we quickly realize we really have to understand, you know, who we're selling to so that we can make sure the offer is really ultimately what they need.
2: And that was going to be my next question, is how do you really know? How do you dig? What are the questions? And you just answered some of them, hmm. you know, finding out what are their likes, what are their values. But what are some other things that are really important to knowing your customer?
3: Yeah, and ultimately just know that, and again, this brings me to even another tip about the customer decision journey, but I think the one one big piece that's missing sometimes in a business owner or a CMO or, or even a, a VP of minds is, you know, what does that journey look like between your customer and and you, and, and oftentimes, not oftentimes, always, that journey starts even before they've ever gotten to know you, um, so, you know, you've got to be thinking about, okay, when they're first realizing they need some type of solution outside of their company walls, where are they looking? Are they looking online? Are they looking offline? If they are looking online, ultimately, you know, where are they congregating, and, and how are they starting to do their initial research? Um, to figure out really what could be a good solution. It could be Google, where they're going and jumping onto Google. It could be on social media. It could be on LinkedIn. It could be on community boards in their specific niche industry. So, you know, the first... Practical piece of advice oftentimes, uh, not just advice, but what we do for our clients is let's really start from scratch and figure out where do they begin their journey and finding what they need and ultimately now start, let's start mapping that out. And from there, once we've mapped it out, we can then clearly figure out what touch points can we actually start making happen with these customers so that when they are at different stages before they've ever come to a decision, uh, you already are top of mind with them,
2: and that's how. In your next part, that's how you wow the customer, right? Because they're saying, "Wow, how do you know all that?"
3: Right? How... Yeah, that's exactly right. So a lot of this flows into, and you know, flow. You know, one tip flows to the next. But that, to your point, but absolutely. So then, from there, you know, let's not just even stop with that journey of them actually bumping into you uh, online or offline. But but what happens once they even become a customer of yours. They're no longer, uh, you know, a prospect, but you've actually translated them and transitioned them into becoming a, a paying customer. Now what, right? Now that journey that we're talking about, you know, that's hopefully now just the beginning of the journey. So you have a, a pre-purchase journey that we have to map out, and then you have a post-purchase journey where if you really do a great job with that journey post-purchase, and oftentimes companies don't because they just feel like, okay, well, they've captured them as a customer. They're on to finding the next. Um, instead, why don't we really think about, again, touch points. Let's think about how we can add touch points to that customer uh, in terms of interacting with our brand and our company. And and those are the ways then that we can slowly start getting to that wow to what the tip is about, right, which is all of a sudden you're realizing that you're having such rich conversation and engagement with your customers because we've really made sure that we're strengthening their interaction with the brand. So maybe some companies are just interacting where a a customer is just calling in for orders and that's really the interaction they have. But what if we were able to add five or six more touch points Um, where we're proactively reaching out to them, whether it be through surveys, whether it be through, you know, putting together a, a customer advisory board or a summit that brings all of our customers together or a newsletter where we can be touching them. I mean, there's so many ways we can start creating a wow. And I always say that, you know, once you've created that wow, that evangelist for your brand, you know, you're going to be certainly helping your your top and bottom lines because they're now going to want to speak about you to to others, not to competitors. Yeah. They want you all to themselves, but to others right. in other industries that and aren't competing with them. That's how you can really dramatically grow your business.
2: Yeah, and I think part of that whole thing that you're talking about is you're getting them engaged. And part of that engaging, which is another piece in your book, is storytelling, that you that they tell an important story and that you hear that. So talk about that in
3: content. Sure. I mean, ultimately, when we're talking about storytelling, oftentimes companies—if we're talking again back to weaving this into the wow—even um, before uh, the purchase, uh, you know, oftentimes companies just go right to trying to get married to somebody, and you know that doesn't work, right? So you know, you might not know much about me, but I still want to sell you, and you really don't even know why um, why I'm in existence, but I'm trying to push my good or service or offering onto you. Whereas with storytelling you know you're taking a step back and saying okay well why should someone even care about what i'm trying to offer them and and how, what can i do to really strengthen this story so that the story weaves into why it it actually matters for them to make that purchase and oftentimes companies don't think enough about telling their brand story they just jump right into their typical sales pitch of the five reasons why you should be uh, purchasing their their product or service instead of explaining even the story beforehand as to why they even started the company and and why that ended up molding the product or offering into what it is today there's there's much more meaning behind it if that's the case so if i use tribal vision as the example so we can get practical here you know so what is tribal vision's story well you could say that i'm if i myself. wasn't if i wasn't into storytelling patricia i would just say well we're a marketing firm. We offer, you know, paid search and search engine optimization and email marketing and do you have that need? Or I could tell a story, you know, which is what I did right from the beginning and said, "You know what? When I was on your side of the table, I used to be presented with uh, marketing firms and ad agencies who always had something to sell me." And ultimately, they never had my best interest in mind because of their compensation structure. You know, they had—they uh, were making commission on everything they sold me. So they never really had my best interest in mind. But uh, I then said, there's an opportunity. Why don't I start a company called Tribal Vision? where ultimately Mm -hmm. we're just being paid for our time, and as a result, our interests are fully aligned with our client's interests. That all of a sudden is starting to tell a story, Mm -hmm. and that story is Mm -hmm. far more compelling than, these are the five things that I have to sell you.
2: Well, and as I think you said, selling really doesn't work, does it? Pushing, selling, pushing, it just doesn't work.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and really what this book, though, which, Patricia, ultimately what Marketing in the Trenches is about is is really getting away from that mindset of right. of selling, right? Getting away from the mindset of, okay, well, what can I do to bring my sales from a million to two million or five million to ten, and what levers can I pull uh, to be able to just sell? And, you know, what I've learned in the six years of working at Tribal Vision helping business owners is I realized is oftentimes so many other details that business owners might not be thinking about enough that don't have to directly relate to that sales pitch, but that's where all of the magic takes place. And so with the writing of this book, Patricia, there's 25 tips that I've come up with where there are some tips that talk about surrounding yourself with the right team. There's some tips that talk about how to manage a meeting and how to hustle as a business owner and what that means. You might say, well, what does managing a meeting and managing your time have to do with selling? And I would say that it has everything to do with it because if you're not paying attention to those types of details in your business, um, you know, you're going to be growing at a much slower pace than companies who get it. And so really that's the, that's the premise of the book, Patricia, is ultimately, instead of just taking this typical approach towards marketing and sales, why don't we not only look at how best to grow your top line and make it go faster, but how do we remove impediments to that growth also, both internally within your team, culturally within your team, and externally you know, with your customers. And that's why I think this book is just a little bit unique because it's not just a marketing book that talks about these are the levers to pull to grow your business, but instead it's it's really written by an entrepreneur for other business owners and entrepreneurs to say, okay, you know, if we had to start from scratch and we're starting to build a business, what are the 25 things I need to know to try and make sure this is running like a well-oiled machine? Uh, Because they all affect growth. You know, every tip in some way affects um, you know, it touches on whether or not a company is really primed to grow or is being held back for many reasons.
2: Mm-hmm. And we've got a couple of minutes before we hit the break. So sure. talk a little bit about new media, which is something you write about owned, earned, and paid. What does sure. that mean Chris?
3: Yeah, You know, what that means is, I mean, the, the, the traditional marketing mindset over the decades has been, or even just a sales uh, pitch over the decades has been thinking of it as a, a funnel, right? So marketing is really all about trying to yell through this funnel to the masses and ultimately try and capture as many leads as possible. And whatever then comes out the other smaller end of that funnel, uh, we then try to close. And it's typically through paid media where that funnel Um, You know, all of the action happens, and paid media means right, radio, television, newspaper, print. It's you're paying for that. Um, Now, the new, um, you know, really the the new model for marketing has much more to do with not just paid media, but also owned and earned. And what do I mean by well, I already explained paid, but what do I mean by owned and earned? Owned media is ultimately our own marketing, excuse me, is ultimately um you know, what are you doing with your marketing assets as a firm, your brand? So what does your website and message look like? How much time have you spent really honing your marketing assets? So it depends for each company. It could be pitch decks, it could be email templates, it could be your social media properties, it can be your website of course, it can be I can give probably 50 examples of owned assets that oftentimes business owners overlook a bit because they just want to get to the quick fix of, okay, well, I'm going to just pay to interrupt someone with my marketing. Uh, Uh, Really where the excitement happens is if you really put enough time into that owned portion of your spend, of your marketing, then all of a sudden the selling oftentimes takes care of itself because you now do have something that stands out. You do have something that's different that someone actually is much closer to yes to once they read it and watch it. Give us an it.
2: example, Chris, of an owned.
3: Uh, owned. Again, owned is a website, right? So if you take a, or a message, Patricia, right? So that's the easiest owned. So if you take a look at Tribal Vision, just using me as the example, um, you know, I could have just said, okay, uh, instead of really spending uh, months coming to really where my message ultimately arrived at, uh, I could have just thrown a quick website together and just gotten out there and started to sell. But instead, I took months refining the message, making it mm-hmm. very different than any other marketing firms that you've probably read before, coming up with a video on the website, writing a book that explains how, you know, marketing really should be done today. Mm-hmm. Those are all owned assets. And oftentimes, not always, of course, but oftentimes business owners really don't see the, 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 the return on that investment. Right. They don't believe in it because it's not a quick fix. And unless it proves an ROI, they don't want to do it. And so a lot of that excitement of really separating yourself from the pack is lost. So yes. so that would be owned. Earned very quickly is, again, you know, you're earning someone's trust to actually refer you. So if you've done a good enough job with with your owned portion of your marketing budget, mm-hmm. then from there, hopefully, you know, you're going to earn someone's vote, in a sense, right, for them to actually yes. tell Either friends exactly. on social media or other business owners that aren't competing with them—that's um, you know, where things can start going viral, okay. and that's well, where it other, can really get exciting.
2: Yeah, and the other thing is, we're going to go to break right now. But the other thing is that when you look at owned, you know, you, as you said, you're making an investment, you're spending time on the website and video, you you get you're putting your best foot forward, Chris. But there is a risk. You know, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. You, but you. That's part of this. You have to be willing to take that risk. Yeah, and it's a calculated. Yeah,
3: and, and, and Patricia, it's a calculated risk, right? Because ultimately, you don't want to just take unnecessary risk. But certainly, I mean, anyone who says they they really want to see results right away, and we have to make sure there's guaranteed results, um, you know, that's just a fantasy world. And anyone who's saying who is willing to say yes to that business owner is really not being truthful. Uh, because, yeah, business, if you are going to put to dip your toe in the water with starting a business and running a business, there, of course, is risk. Our job is to try and mitigate that risk as much as we can and also to make sure that we're creating something truly special, which also mitigates the risk. All
2: right. We're going to take a break. Fabulous. Uh, my guest is Chris Cianci, and he is the founder of Tribal Vision, and we are talking about his and and we're very excited about it. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about Chris's work and what he's doing really in terms of thinking outside the box. Again, his company is Tribal Vision. And his book is Marketing in the Trenches, which shows you how to get to the heart of your business so that you can achieve your, your potential. I'm Patricia Aspin. on the Patricia Aspin Show on voiceamerica.com. will be
3: right back.
0: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite, live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show.
2: Hi, everyone. We are back. My guest is Chris Ancy. He's the founder and managing partner of Tribal Vision, which is an outsourced marketing department for hire, a forward-thinking alternative to the traditional advertising agency model. And we're talking about his new book, which is coming out soon, Marketing in the Trenches, which shows you how to get to the heart of your business so you can really achieve your growth potential. Welcome back, Chris.
3: Uh, Hi, Patricia.
2: Okay, good. So why don't you give us some highlights from your book, things that you have 25 tips. Mm -hmm. What would you say are... Ones that really stand out for you that you want our listeners to
3: know about? Yeah, I would say that again. Uh, out of the twenty-five, and again, I, I and I was actually going towards. Well, maybe I can have thirty tips, one tip per per uh, per day for a month to make it easy for a business owner or head of marketing to read. But you know, I, I didn't want to then even put extra in that weren't needed. So yeah, I ended up at at twenty-five tips. I think they're all somewhat compelling for their own reasons because, again, it's based on my own. Reality for the past six years of, of really being in the trenches, working with business owners hand in hand. So this isn't from a, a textbook, or you know, this isn't a new twist on, on some type of marketing theory. Instead, it's you know, okay, well, you know, being uh, elbow to elbow with people every day, trying to help grow their business. Uh, you know, really, where you know, where can we go to make sure that we're unlocking that. That true potential. So, you know, I came up with 25 tips. They range, of course, from from as you were talking about with me earlier in the segment to you know, uh, you know, new media to storytelling, uh, you know, to um, to whether it's your customer uh, to technology, etc. If I had to, if I had to pinpoint a few, I think I would start really with your team. Because everything that I talk about um, really doesn't matter much. Number one, like I said earlier in this segment, if you don't know who your customer is, I think that's a tip, of course, that's extremely important. but But number two is again, if is if you're not really surrounding yourself with the right people on your team, um, then it doesn't matter really how smart that marketing strategy is and their marketing plan is. Um, it's not going to be implemented properly. And if it's not going to be implemented properly because you don't have the right people on your boat rowing with you, uh, then ultimately... Um It's going to be a failure, and it's going to be a self-fulfilled prophecy of marketing doesn't work. And there have been so many good plans that I think we've put together for companies over the years. And then it's then handed off to the company sometimes, or we're working directly with the company. And and we have to raise our hand just to say, you know, we don't know if this is going to work because of the six people we're interacting with. Three don't believe in it. They don't believe in marketing. Uh, they're, they're, They're viewing this as something that's... Uh, really not going to impact their business or they don't have the skill set to carry it off or they don't have the attention to detail to make sure it happens or they don't have the passion to really want to see it through, right? There's a lot of reasons why potentially a team can fall down. But if you don't have that in your DNA of being a marketing-centric uh, organization, um, then the the perfectly laid-out marketing plan uh, and from a strategic perspective is, is most likely – Best case, not going to reach its potential, and worst case, just going to completely fall flat and waste a lot of money. So I would say a long answer, uh, it would be you've got to make sure that you surround yourself with the right teammates who have the right level of expertise, but just as importantly, the right amount of passion to truly be customer-centric, to truly be marketing-centric, and and truly want to try and grow your business. Um, and uh, those A players are very tough to come by, we found, but once you find them, it can be the difference between a, an absolute success of a marketing plan and something that same plan but but drops like a dud.
2: Mm-hmm. One of the things I really like in your book, this tip is one of my favorites,
3: mm.
2: planned short-term seeds while building for the long term. Mm. Explain
3: that. I know yeah. what it means and to what me. I, a what Explain I meant by that, that was, again, there's, there's always companies out there, organizations, where you know, they're looking for, immediate fixes and they say, okay, um, you know, can you come and help? And you know what? We're in a bit of trouble right now. We need leads to start flowing in the door in the next couple of months. Do you think you can help me with that? And again, not being the salesman that that they want me to be, I think in some ways, I say, no, you know, it's going to take some time. But what I can do is while we're building out your marketing foundation, because oftentimes companies have neglected marketing. Right. They've they just maybe focused on their sales force, so they have three great salespeople and they have a great product, and so they don't really, you know, they really haven't been in a situation where they've truly needed to rely on marketing. You know, without that foundation being built, it takes months and months and months for that foundation to be built properly, but that being said, to your question about plant short-term seeds, you know, we can certainly be planting those seeds and making sure there are short-term initiatives, lead generation-specific initiatives that are taking place while we're building for the long term. Because if you're just building for the long term, Mm -hmm. you don't have the cash flow that you need to make sure that you actually can survive for that long term where you're actually excited that uh, the things that you've Mm -hmm. done now for a year from now or two years from now are, are seen. So you need to make sure you're planting seeds for the short term so that you can have some wins over the next two to three months. And and there are a lot of online techniques and tactics you can use to make sure you're getting leads in the door right away. But you also have to remember, you've got to be making sure you're planting for the long term as well. And it's that balance between long -term, term and short term. That's truly the magic of marketing. Because again, if you're just focusing short term, you're forgetting big picture about how to build a moat around your brand over the long term, and you're going to get hurt eventually. It's not sustainable. And if you're only building for the long term, you might never get there.
2: All right, Chris, tell us a little bit how to get the book. Tell us yeah, the title well, again not, because sure. we're just about at closing.
3: Yep, I'm just right now finishing it up, uh, Patricia, so you can't get the book anywhere at the moment. But uh, it will be certainly on um, on my website, and it's going to be on Amazon as well. And, uh, you know, just still working through all of the online channels. I'm self-publishing this at this point, which is somewhat exciting because it's a, it's a wonderful uh Marketing initiative that we're coming up with as a firm instead of just relying on a publisher. So, Mm -hmm. uh, short term, I'd say uh, you can pick it up on our website or on Amazon.com. And, uh, you know, there's going to be more to come on that as well.
2: And it's called Marketing in the Trenches.
3: That's right. Yep. And I just thought it was the best best I could do, I think, for really capturing the essence of, you know, not being pie in the sky talking marketing theory, but these are practical, actionable tips for a business owner to be able to read that they can take away from them and the next day start implementing. And it's nothing better than my experience in the trenches, you know, with grease on my hands, with businesses right. working mm-hmm. with their teams to uh, to make sure they're on the right path.
2: All right, and the, and the website name is TribalVision.com. Exactly. TribalVision.com. Yep. Chris, That's thanks correct. so much for being on the program. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Patricia. Thank you. All right, stay on line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this portion of...